hello and welcome to another episode of so fly uh this is episode 18 it's march 19th 2018 uh this is coming out april 1st so happy april hope easter was good yeah, I, hope uh, I, I think we're currently in Easter. It's the second. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It came yeah. early this year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, rock and roll then. Uh, happy Easter. And uh, <laughs> my name is Mitch and uh, joined again here. We got Yilma. Hey, guys. And Aldo. Hi. The newest addition to SoFly. So good to be here. Thanks for having me in the crew. Yeah, welcome to welcome to SoFly. We, we added... We've added uh, we've added Aldo onto the team. We're we're expanding. We're we're trying some new formulas out. Gab isn't gone. Gab is still very much so fly. Gab. I have not shot and killed Gab <laughs> and taken his spot. Gab is still so <laughs> bleeds blue. So fly blue. He is still so fly. We're gonna we're gonna rotate the hosts and and sometimes it'll be you know sometimes we'll get Aldo sometimes Yilma sometimes Gab and but it'll always be three of us. You know we can't we can't bombard our guests with four of us jeez that's just too much stuff right but but gab is introducing his new news segment yes which is extremely exciting what is that new segment called i wonder (laughs) i think it's something along the lines of fly fishing news with gab something like that which is tight but this week we've got yeah yeah speaking of guests we've got someone on the show that uh we've been trying to get on the show for a long time now and finally we've been able to find a date We've got Harry on the show. Harry from Drift. He's also uh, Bronte Creek Custom Rods. Harry, how's it going? It's good. Good. How are you guys doing? Uh, good. Hello to everybody out there listening. Yeah. Thanks so, so much for coming on. Yeah. It's it's glad. It's uh, good to be here. Rock and roll. We had a little bit of uh, trouble getting getting me in here, but well, we got you here now, and uh, we're going to talk yeah. rods, building we're, rods. We're going <laughs> to go about rods. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for coming on today, man. We'll talk all about rod building and stuff like that. Obviously, we don't know very much about it so we'll talk all about that and um and all this and your fishing season and all that stuff but Aldo was out fishing today yeah Yeah, I was fishing on today I was on the I was on the Humber today uh really low water guys and uh despite the nice sunshine it wasn't warm at all it wasn't warm at all uh it was really cold today yeah yeah saw one guy hook and land uh hook and land a steelhead but uh uh, but that was about it was it a nice fish it was a nice fish. Yeah, it was, it was a nice a, fish. It wasn't big. And you know what? He put it back. Wow, you put it back. That's he cool. put it back, guys. That's, that's wow. right. Catch and release is alive and well on the Humber River. <laughs> wow. Didn't used to be. Didn't, <laughs> didn't used to. Didn't I was actually shocked be. that he... Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, Harry, where do you do most of your... Do you, are you a Humber um, guy, credit guy? For years, I was a Humber guy. That's where I learned. That's where my first steelhead was actually on the Humber, right underneath the bridge, Old Mill. Um, that's where I was today. That's where I also got my yeah. That's where you were today. Um, that's where I got my first bass carp. I think. Oh um, really? Yeah, yeah. We I used to live right in um, like ten minutes from Edmonton and Scarlet. Yeah. So yeah, you got your um, first steelhead on the Humber. Yeah, yeah. Years oh. ago, like years ago, I was. That's awesome. Eight, nine. Jesus. What? Yeah, I've been steelheading for a while. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eight or nine? How did you catch it? What was the first? Like, did you get it on a fly? No, we actually back then, like, I was just learning how to fish, like, just period, how to mm-hmm. fish. Um, took my Canadian tire crappy rod down there, and yeah, we were just bottom mouncing, like, that's what everybody yeah, else yeah, was yeah. doing right. way back when. Um, yeah, bottom mouncing with a fake egg thingy. Yeah, I think it was a yarn fly actually, oh, yeah. if I remember correctly. And yeah, how big was the fish? Uh, 
I don't think it topped. I don't think it 20, topped four 30, pounds. Forty pounds. Yeah, forty. It's pretty pounds. good. <laughs> That's a big fish. Um, oh, but I remember really well. Right after I landed that little guy, and I'm all excited, and this dude's standing on the other side of the river. Um, he got like a ten pounder. Oh yeah. He just put my fish to shame, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, seven. What was it? Eight, nine years old. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was crazy back then. Um, I didn't have. I didn't have waders. Yeah. It was too small to fit in the waders at that point. <laughs> yeah. So like, I would just. I think it was March or something. I just went across in shorts, you know, like you can cross the little island there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just ran across in shorts and guys were like, you're crazy. You're going to get sick. <laughs> you're going to get carried away. Yeah. Fuck good. you guys. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. I'm nine years old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right on. So when did you start fly fishing? Um, I think it was 2006. Okay. It was my first encounter with a fly rod. No, 2000, 2004. Cool. Yeah. $40 Canadian, Canadian tire special. Um, yeah, yeah, and I used to, I used to, we used to fish for crappies, yeah, black crappies. There used to be thousands of them in the Centennial Park, yeah, in the pond in Centennial Park. And some big ones, like we got some like legitimate two pound fish out of there. Yeah. Are they still in there? I don't know, haven't been in years. Hmm. Hmm. Where's Centennial Park? It's um, Tobico, yeah, it's uh, in Tobico. That'd be fun on a fly rod. It was crappies. I've never caught a crappie, yeah, they're said, really in Ottawa, never. Never, man. Like, there were people who'd be like, yeah, go catch them uh, here on the Rito. And I would go and I would catch sunfish. They weren't crappy. I was like, positive. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, Mitch, those, of, were, <laughs> those were crappy. I looked mm. at pictures. Uh. I know it wasn't a crappy. That's cool. Yeah, never That's awesome. One. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was good. Um, there used to be that that pond in, in Centennial Park used to be so good. We used to get like, I've got pike out of there. Like, that were 10 pounds. No way. No yeah. way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, wait, okay, so we used to use bait, you know. In the beginning, sure. In the beginning yeah, before, sure. like in the beginning, I still use bait. Yeah, from um, you know a little bit, a little bit here and there. That's <laughs> giving you the thumbs down. Jk, I just played a laugh track on a thing. <laughs> I'm so excited that I can do that stuff. <laughs> That's cool. Um. Okay. And then uh, where do you live now? So, I live. I now live in Burlington. Um, I used to live in Oakville. I lived in Oakville for ten years. So it was Toronto and then Oakville, mm. and then three years ago or two years ago. Um, we moved to Burlington, but that's why Brownie Creek Custom Rods. I used to live about five minutes walking distance from Brownie Creek. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's why I came up with the name. Is that where you learned to fly fish? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. That's um, a big part of why we moved to Oakville was Brownie Creek and was fishing. Really? Um, yeah. I, my parents have been very supportive of the whole fishing thing. Um, yeah. No, my parents used to go. Like my dad and uncles and stuff. They used to fish in Pakistan. Yeah. Born in Pakistan. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, when lived, did you guys move here? I lived there till I was, I think, seven, seven and a half, eight. Um, and within two years of being here, you caught a steelhead. Yeah, yeah. I think it was my first, than me. first <laughs> week. It was my first weekend um, in Canada that we went to High Park, and I got my first sunfish. Awesome! That's nice. wicked. You were um, born fisherman, I guess. Yeah, um, but yes. You know, I mean, yeah. they they took me. You're a fish. You are a fish. <laughs> you are part they fish. They took me, um, my my dad and my uncles and stuff. They took me when I was little. We fished the we fished in the ocean in Pakistan. It's cool. crazy. Yeah, there was like no fishing rods. It was all handline. Cool. Whoa. Yeah. What were we catching there? Um, I don't even remember to be honest with you, although I think we got something called a. I, I'm I'm almost sure it was bonefish, but we just called it mullet because like the guys don't. Mm-hmm. It looked just like a bonefish. We called right, it mullet. Right. Maybe it was. Yeah, maybe, it was. maybe you've handlined a bonefish. I don't think I've handlined a bonefish. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> I don't remember. I can't believe you're handlining <laughs> bonefish in Pakistan. I don't remember catching you caught much. a forty-pound steelhead at seven years old. You've handlined, <laughs> caught bonefish. 
Jesus. <laughs> Who are you? Okay, um, so you move here. You learn how to fish on Bronte Creek. Yeah. Uh, learn how to fly fish. Learn how to fly fish, sorry, on Bronte, yeah. Bronte Creek. Uh, do you still fish Bronte Creek a lot? Not as much as I'd like yeah. to. Mm. Um, I, I used to fish like in the creek part, the actual flowing river part. Yeah. 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 But... Um, I don't know, I guess a few years in, I, I discovered there was another whole bottom end to it, which is like the pier. There's like there's a harbor and a pier and stuff. Yeah. And my fishing gravitated down there. Yeah. You know, um, there's there still is fantastic pike, trout, bass, um, carp, really good carp fishing, all down in this like stagnant water. Yeah. In the harbor, um, almost it's almost better than fishing fishing the creek. So I fish down there a lot, but I do fish from time to time in Browning Creek. Okay, wait, before we get into that stuff, we have to talk about a couple things. Yeah. Firstly, what we're drinking. We're all we're all sitting around, we're all drinking beers. Yeah, we yeah. haven't touched base on the we, like, we haven't touched, touched on what we're oh, drinking. Yeah. But this time we've got Muskoka Brewery. A couple different types going on, Yum, Aldo. Uh yeah, I mean uh, we've got uh, you're drinking the lager, which yeah, um it's awesome. Tasty. Yeah, the Muskoka Craft Lager, super tasty. And I'm having the Detour, which is their like uh, session IPA, so IPAs usually are a higher percentage, but this one, uh, you know, sits at a nice like four percent, so you can drink a few during the day. And, Lovely, and in a three fifty five milliliter can. I'm I like that. A, I'm not a tall boy. I don't guy. like tall boys either. I'm not a tall boy guy. I'll so drink this, works, this works fine for me. They stay cold, you know. They stay nice yeah. and fresh. Yeah. Longer. Yelma's got a tall boy going on. Yelma. Yeah. I do. I do. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking hometown Bruco. Hometown Bruco. Can you guys hear me out there? Yeah. All right. I'm drinking Hometown Bruco. Nice. It is a Southern Ale. Southern it's a tall boy. I, I like tall boys because I'm tall. It's yeah. Fair enough. It just looks I'm like not, me. I'm short. I'm short. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Aldo. I'm, I'm vertically challenged. <laughs> hey, me too. Yeah. Me too. I'm always jealous of like tall people when they're like waiting and they can like get like Chris. I was fishing with Chris today. Like, sucks, yeah. man. It sucks He's being 5'6 like, yeah. and trying to wade in some places, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. The problem was when we went fishing a couple times ago at uh, fuck. What was it? Well, we were fishing the Grand, and oh, yeah. the water was really high, and we all mm. almost died. And me, me especially, because I'm so short, I almost got sucked away in the current. Yeah, and it was these guys almost died. And you definitely, did. dude. Oh my god, it was one of the. I think we talked about it on the show, but it was terrifying. But there you go, a height problem right there, and a width problem. I have a bit yeah. of a width problem too. <laughs> Tend to be wider. The you turn, it's like a sail. <laughs> That happens gone. to me too. That happens to me. Right? Too. You guys ever gone under? Anybody? Uh, once. I've been to Australia once or twice. Hey! hey. 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 I got a laugh track. <laughs> oh my god! Christ! I've gone. I've gone underwater twice. Yeah. Yeah. Not me. No. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Nope. Wait, really? Never. Nope. I fell. I fell. I, I fell, but I didn't safe. go under. You know. Um, what was? What happened there? I was just trying to make it home before it got dark. Mm. It's basically running through Brownie Creek. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I didn't see, couldn't believe it. I didn't see a giant boulder. Yeah. And I went to step over it and I hit the, you know, like the curved edge. I said, yeah. I hit the curved side of the boulder. Doof. <laughs> Were you with people? No, I was by myself. You're crazy, man. I was, yeah, oh yeah. But it was shallow. It was like maybe two feet deep. Like it wasn't. Oh, oh, you're fine. Oh, you're yeah, fine. yeah. That, that whole creek is the deepest part. It's like maybe five feet deep. So I went under on the Grand when I caught my first steelhead. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the fish, uh, it, it jumped 
when I was holding it, and it knocked it knocked me over, and I fell into the water. Oh, it was like after you had landed the fish. Yeah, I had it in my hands. And <laughs> it was freaking out. So it wasn't like the Brad Pitt moment. In no, the, no, okay. <laughs> the fish was in my hands, and it was stronger than I was. <laughs> <laughs> and it knocked me over, and I lost my balance and the fish. I've never so actually landed a steelhead in the grand. Hmm? Not gonna lie, I've never actually landed a steelhead in the grand. No, next um, fall. Well, spring. In the spring too. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you know when yeah, it opens, yeah. it's spring. There's like three weeks of it where they're all coming back down from Whitemans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go crazy when they get to that like murky water in Caledonia. Yeah. They yeah. just go AWOL because they're the fastest thing in the water at that point. Yeah. So it's fun. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I've hooked a couple. Yeah. I've had lots of grabs, pokes, and you know how, how Caledonia is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just never landed one yet. There's a lot of weird fish in there. There is? Yeah. Like besides steelhead. You know? That's yeah. a nice stretch of river for sure. That's why I love it. And I like, really I like nice that stretch. We yeah. fished, so we fished last weekend up at uh, the golf course and, off, and mm. also the uh, Arendelle, and it was really nice. Like, apart from it being packed, which is just the nature of it because it's time of year and you can't blame people. Like, well, it, you you're, know. it's a Mississauga, right? It's, it's a Mississauga. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of urban center. There's easy access. Yeah. yeah, it was great though. And you can like, I mean, I, I know guys that have had, you know, 10, 15 fish days right in the park. It's crazy. I didn't know Arendelle was like that. I yeah. didn't know it was like that. That's a really Gab was telling me for years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, That's where I think whatever. I do probably the majority of my steelheading. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. Like I'll get a, you know, obviously you'll get a, maybe do a day trip to like yeah. the Big Head or, yeah, yeah. you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. but uh but the majority of my fishing is a couple hours, and yeah, well, it's, it's so close. It's it so is. Close. It's yeah. so close. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of there's, and there's a lot of fish away. in there. The there's golf course there. is weird, though. Like, I think it's, it's so beautiful. It's really, really nice. Oh, man. It's beautiful. It it's, it's so really beautiful. like I love it. But when you think about what it is, you're fishing on a golf course. Yeah, isn't that weird to anyone else? It blows my mind. I'm just not used to it. It feels kind of like fishing I, on Mars or something. I don't know. I, I never gave it a second thought. Um, yeah. To be honest with you, uh, just always kind of fish there. That's just me, I guess. I I do spend a, I spend a lot of time at the credit. Yeah, yeah. It's twenty five minutes from my house. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. some of the, the nicest runs that I've fished in Ontario. Beautiful straight swings, mm-hmm. um, and the runs of fish. They're, yeah. When they when they're pushing through, like two weeks ago or last week, when they're coming through, I, I had rod customers. They did twenty fish, twenty fish weekends, like. My my one buddy did thirty five between Friday and Sunday. No way. Must be so cool. Like, do you like? So, I mean, obviously, you must have a pretty good relationship with your. I guess we'll get into the rod building soon. Yeah. But we'll, we'll like, get with, there. like you have a like. Do you have people just being like, "Wow, oh, Harry, I was using the rod you built me." And oh yeah, 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 all the time. Oh yeah, I've 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 guys that like I built their their first rod ever. You know, super hesitant to get it done. We talked about fifteen different aspects: guides, cork, money what they wanted to spend, what they didn't, blah, 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 all that stuff. And then he finally, you know, took the plunge, got it done, took it out. The, the, it was a Friday I delivered it. The Saturday he took it out, he got his first fish on it. That's awesome. And he's like thrilled, you know, he sent me a picture right away. He's like, look, I got a fish on the rod. You built me, blah, blah, blah. It's my first one. So that's much, so cool. It's so much better than the old that's rod awesome. I used to have. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Time. That's the value. Of the, that's the real value of building. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's nice when... Um, when when people see the things I, I build yeah. for them and they appreciate that, like you know, mm. it took whatever twenty hours of my life to put it together. Um, yeah, yeah, for sense. sure. That's cool. Well, that's a nice segue. I mean, like, <laughs> how the hell did you get into that? Are you like naturally an industrial designer by trade, or did you just... not really? No, um, you're not an industrial designer. <laughs> Do I look like one? Kinda. Yeah, you kind of. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no. Um, actually, I went to school for fish and wildlife technology. For the longest time, I wanted to be an aquatic biology professor. Whoa. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. That was the plan. That was the like the initial plan going in. So, um, I, I, I've always been one of those people that kind of was like mechanically inclined. Like I could build stuff. Yeah, you just you get know. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I started tying my own flies when I was, gee, I don't even remember, 2004, 2005, same thing. Same kind of when I took up fly fishing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just always been a thing. And then, um, but I went to school for something not completely unrelated, but like pretty unrelated. Doctor. Medicine. The goal was to be yeah. <laughs> a lawyer. <laughs> the goal was to do my master's and then my PhD and all yeah, that stuff. Of course. Um, I did my two years, two years in college out of the three year program. And I was like, you know what? When I get out of this, there's going to be no jobs or I'll have to move or I'll work shitty contracts. So the big thing I didn't want to do was work contract jobs. Yeah. Right. That's, that's how you got to weasel your way in. To full time. To full time. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of that, I was like, and at that point, it had already been kind of as a hobby building rods for people for like four years or five years. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, so how did you get into that? Um, I know I'm taking you on a side thing, but what made you decide, hey, I want to start building fly fishing rods for people? Yeah, I saw a YouTube video. I was just, I don't know what I was, I was up late one night or something and just browsing through YouTube. Um, and I saw this YouTube video, it was like a 10 part series or nine part series or something where the guy builds... He builds a nine foot six weight. Cool. Just shows you all the steps, you know. He's like, you can, and then they, in, the, in the video, like I explained, like you can buy kits where they just have like the the actual bare rod blank, a grip, a reel seat, and some guides and stuff and, yeah. and thread and whatever. Um, and I said, you know what, that that doesn't seem too far different from tying flies. Yeah. Right. So I built a nine foot four weight. I still have it. Do I you still use lot. it? Oh yeah, yeah. I caught tons of fish with it. Um, it's been good. I built. I, I went on eBay. I bought a cheap, like I think the whole thing that ran me fifty bucks. Oh man, yeah. that's awesome! Yeah. How long did um, it take you that first one? I think I took my time. I think maybe it took me three weeks. Okay, I built it in like January or something. So. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you just power through it. <clears throat> didn't really power through it, but at that point, I was. I was actually in the part where I, between high school and college, where I was like two years, where I was kind of unemployed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, yeah, I did a bunch of. For years, I did like general labor stuff, all kinds of crap. Mm-hmm. Um, in that time, I just yeah, I built I built the rod, and then it went decently well. But I was like, you know what? There's some stuff I could improve on, so I decided to do a second one. Yeah. Um, and at that time, I was more into float fishing than I was more into center pin than I was fly fishing. Yeah. So I built a 12 foot uh, center pin rod. Okay. And that's kind of what started it. I took my rod out uh, to Bronte. Mm-hmm. And one of the local guys that fishes there all the time, one of the retired guys, um, he saw it and he was like, "Oh, listen, I got this old rod. Would you mind doing some like restoration work on it?" And I, I kind of was, you know, I was hesitant. I was like, "I don't know if I, I'm, I just built this one. Like, I built two rods in my whole life." And he's like, "Don't worry, I trust you. Go ahead." <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I took it home. I rebuilt. I just he needed new guides, so I, mm-hmm. I put some new guides on. Um, brought it back to him about a month later, or whatever. And somebody else that was there saw it and gave me a rod of theirs. I was like, do you mind redoing mine? Like, I like the way you did the other guys. And then from there, it's kind of all of a blur. It just kind of grew. <laughs> yeah. You know? It just, 
It's, it's just a blur. Of it's just a blur. Like now I'm here. I, yeah. Line wrap. <laughs> crazy shit's going on. Um, and then the drugs <laughs> started and the party in and it's just you the fuck And knows. then the cork dust started flying. <laughs> um, that's really cool. So it happened pretty organically then. Yeah, it was just um, I never intended it for to be a, for it to be a job. I never intended it for like, you know, it, you started building rods, kind of just just. Just as a, a thing, I don't even I don't even, like on a whim. I, I guess I decided I'm gonna try my hand at this. Um, but it's graphite, right? It's only yeah for now. Sorry to cut you off, all though. No, no, it's all no, good. Yeah, I was actually gonna kind of ask the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for now it's graphite. Graphite. Um, I have friends. I have a couple of friends who have started tinkering with bamboo. One of my that's sort of goals, but it's one of my like I guess dream yeah. type build things is to. Is to build hollow built bamboo spare rods. Hollow built? Yeah. Like So it's just like uh, the outside. Um yeah, so it's hollowed. You there's a, a process where you remove a lot of the inside. You know how like traditional bamboo rods are solid, six solid yeah. strips, right? So you hollow out a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Huh. It makes it makes the rod lighter. Um you have better energy transfer through the through the blank. It's crazy. Without um, losing Anything. Without losing anything, it actually makes them stronger. So there's yeah, there's a yeah, believe it or not, it makes them stronger. Um some trigonometry thing. I don't know how it works. I think it's the fact that it's circular as opposed to being solid. Yeah. Okay. That better power yeah, transfer. That makes sense. Um ever do glass? Would you ever work with glass? I've done I, I yeah. think I've done one or two glass. I got a couple of glass blanks in my house. Okay. Right now. Um so at a time, how many rods are you working on or how many like projects do you have on the go? Like, is it kind of like you work on one or do you have like a, yeah, like how does it work? All right. Well, um, I build, I, like I said, I try to build one at a time. Um, right. You know, quality has always been, okay, maybe not always, but it's been for the last little while anyway, it's been my main focus. Um, but right now I think I have maybe 25 or 30 different fishing rods. Um, in a lineup waiting. Are you finding it's more float guys or just the whole thing? Float, fly? Float guys, basically, they keep the money flowing. Right. You know, they allow me to, to do this as a job. They just um, like buying a lot of rods or you just have a lot of float guys? I just have a lot. It's between, it's now both. It's kind of like a mix of um, a number of customers, but yeah. then each guy will have like, I have guys that have six rods, you know, from me in the last year. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, um, and they, they every time they they pick one up, they drop off one or two or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, I will say That's that. Tight. I'll say that. Do you find story. that like most people are like coming with you, like, oh, I've got this blank. Could you or do they do you take them throughout the whole process, like choosing a blank, choosing the cork, choosing the? I've done both. Um, I've done. There was I built a Sage X for somebody a little while ago in the spring, this past spring, mm. cool. and. Um, I had to walk him through. He had all, I gave him all the options. He came with. He came to me. He said, "Oh, I just bought this really expensive float reel, uh, something called a Clough." What's that? It's like a brand. It's it it's it's, it's the like name a of a, the guy who made it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what makes it so great and and, and famous, but there's only about I think there's only about a hundred of those reels. Wow. And going rates between about thirty five hundred and holy shit, up to like fifty five hundred. A piece. It's costly. Yeah. Yeah. Float guys, you know, they're not like fly guys. They're not, they're not like us greasy fly fishermen who <laughs> were p- pinching pennies at every... They put 
they put some they serious dough. You know what? I got behind both. Their I, I, yeah. I deal with both on a regular basis. I'll have guys that are more budget oriented. And they're like, look, my wife will yeah. only let me spend this much. Yeah. Um, or my girlfriend or whatever the case may be. Um, and then I have guys that are like, I don't really care. Yeah. Right. Just give me the best of everything. And mm-hmm. we get that. We get both of those at the shop too. We'll get Definitely, guys that'll yeah. come in and. So yeah, yeah, like so you were talking about glass and you're talking about bamboo. Yeah, glass. You haven't built any glass rods. Yet? I've done a couple. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I and I prefer I prefer to fish with glass. Yeah. Um, oh, you prefer to fish with glass. Yeah, yeah. I prefer to fish with slower rods. My favorite rods an old Sage uh, Circa. Yeah. It basically it's a five weight, but it fishes like a three weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I like rods that when you hook a fish, it bends right into the cork. Yeah. That's how it work? I don't know. Even my float rods, there's, um, I like rods where it's what they call a very progressive bend, bends right into the cork when you hook a fish. Yeah. Or when you're spay casting, for example, my favorite, my, my favorite spay rod is my, uh, Legend Ultra, my St. Croix Legend Ultra. Yeah. It's just because it, when I'm casting, when I, when I do my D-loop, the thing is like bent in a backwards U, it's loaded Jeez. right into the cork. Cool. Um, personal Crazy. preference. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I got that. But I like, yeah, so I build, I've done a, a couple of glass, um, but yeah, mainly graphite, a lot of graphite. So yeah. I'm in the market for yeah. a 10 weight, you know, ballpark, a nice 10 weight. Uh, um, what's a good size? What's a, what's a good length? Like a nine foot. Nine foot. Nine, nine foot, foot, nine foot, ten, ten weight, weight for, for pike? Like, yeah. So like a nice for, pike rod. Yeah. Yeah. This, I think, uh, and this is kind of brings me to what I was going to say was, I think a big part of why I build so much float stuff is because of all the good fly rods out there. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, uh, like, okay. You can go in the drift, of course, support your small local fly shop. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or your local <laughs> rod builder. Or, or your, your local, rod, local builder. rod builder. Because um, it's not just about technical stuff, like when it comes to rods. Especially if you're getting a custom-made rod, there's something yeah. more, like, uh, unique. That's a big part of why right. I'm able to do what I do is because um, what I... The stuff I build is completely unique. Yeah. You know, it's tailored to the person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have, like I said, I have the 20 or 30 rods that I'm working on right now. No two have the same handle placement. They have they're, All the real seats are in different places. Yeah. Um, I have, one That's of the cool. things I do is I'll oversize or undersize the handle itself. Um, you know. Based on the person's. Based on the person's hands. So that's amazing. Like. You should get a rod. From, yeah, that's, from here. that's great insight. Yeah, no, seriously. Ten weight. Yeah, no, yeah. I, have, I have guys that come to me. Actually, I have a customer of mine. Um, actually, hooked eighteen fish today. He told me he sent me pictures. Come um, on, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'll show you pictures later. Um, so he hooked eighteen fish. Today? He hooked eighteen fish today. Well, we don't need to talk about that. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we? Doing? <laughs> so he came to me. He um, this he's a pinner, right? This is why yeah, we're oh, okay. Um, it's pinned, guys. Let's so pinned. Yeah. He's so pinned, not so fly. <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. We got to we got to uh, transform into in so pinning up, uh, in the winter for sure. For, for the record, that was all though. <laughs> but um anyways besides the point um so he had three fractures in his in his left hand okay um, left-handed so he holds his rod with his left hand so there's three fractures in his wrist here and he can't hold anything over an inch it's just blistering pain he can't do it so he came to me last year and he said is it possible for you to make it make the, the cork thin so i made all of it super thin um Conversely, myself, I got these long ass digits. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. yeah. Like Yilma. Um, and Big I, hands. for years, I had really thin grips. 
and they gave me really bad carpal tunnel. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, true. Whoa, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you're you're constricting, you're squeezing this the yeah. whole time. Um, your fingers, yeah, it just gave me real bad carpal tunnel. So yeah. for myself, well, if you if you were to look at my personal rods, the grips are are thicker. Mm-hmm. So that's that's you know being able to uh, make unique shit. Yeah. Um, is a big part of why. And then the aesthetics of it. The last part is, you know, like, hundred percent. It's yeah. Some of the real amazing. seats you've, but yeah, that's, you've you've made and stuff of, that I've looked at is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've looked it's at. Amazing. I've seen some like of the handles you've done and stuff, and it's yeah. awesome. It's unreal, it's like the cork uh, textures and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah, I think I work with. Um, you have an Instagram handle? Sure. What's that? Ronde Creek Custom Rods. Oh, okay. It's all one word, no spaces. <laughs> So uh, we've got an, a new segment on the show that we want to do with Gab. It's a we don't have a name for it, so we're gonna call Fly it Fly Fishing News with Gab. Oh my god, that's gosh. the name of it. I <laughs> declare, Gab. It sounds amazing. We're gonna do we're gonna do this. We're gonna try to do it every show. Yeah, Gab's gonna basically just highlight for a few minutes some new stuff going on. We'll talk about it a little bit and. And uh, hold on, I gotta like I gotta like intro it with some with some stuff. So okay. let me just find like a good thing. No, that doesn't make any sense. Let me try this one. Fly fishing news. Oh, yeah. I have ripped my pants. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me. Oh wait, I think I got a thing. I think I got a thing. Okay, Yelma. I think I got a thing. Just do like a you know like those CBC like. Oh, I got one. Yeah, I got one. I got one. News. Fly. Do the thing. Okay. Fly Fishing News with Gab. Welcome to Fly Fishing News with Gab. Oh, amazing. Okay, wait, so was, good. Do it again because I was, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Take two. Okay, ready? Sorry. Jeez, guys. Ready? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, ready? <laughs> All right. Welcome to Fly Fishing News with Gab. Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Hey, that's my news section now. My news. Oh, my new, my new section about news. You should do it in French. <laughs> I will not do it in French. Even if I don't speak English <laughs> very well. So, yeah, the only guy that doesn't speak English doing the news. So, last week, very, very sad, Lefty Cray has passed. Yeah. On March 14, at the age 93 years old. 93. 93. Wow. He lived a good life. So this man life. lived a very good life. That's a long life. And I'm just going to highlight some of his. Uh, long life. Well, his real name, Bernard Victor Cray, if you guys didn't know. And Lefty was his name because he was a left-handed. I guess back in the days, being a left-handed was... Yeah, it was a huge deal. Um, yeah, it was not good, right? Like you yeah, to, if, you, if you could cast Like if you go to non-school, they would like whip you until you change. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so um, he invented fly patterns. One of the most common was the, the deceiver. Uh, everyone has used it, even if you oh, never. Yeah. I've never. I've, no, I. I've fly fished the salt once yeah. without success. It's a great bass fly. But like, yeah, it's bass fly. Probably one of the best bass flies of all time. Lefty Cray. So he has influenced fly fishing uh, community for, for, fifty years, sixty years. Um, how many books do you think he has written? Do you do you know? Quiz. I don't know. How many books has Lefty Cray written? Over thirty. That's a lot of books. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of books. that's a lot of books. It's more books um, than I've read. Yeah, he was an edit like, <laughs> and countless magazine uh, 
um, countless magazine uh, uh, articles. He was an editor for magazines, newspaper. Um, and I didn't know that, but I should. But he was a photographer as well, a pretty accomplished photographer. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he was a legend, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like for us, like uh, we're in fly fishing, but we're also creatives. And this guy was just that, right? He was like a creative writer. Uh, he was a photographer. So it, it kind of like make a path for us to do those podcasts. And he was an influencer. Yeah. He, he influenced was, us. He was an influencer way before yeah, that. Way before we Stupid word this. existed. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Rip Lefty Cray. So he had a good life. All right. So Harry, you might be able to to talk to us about that. But Patagonia has came out with a new waders, packable waders, the middle fork packable waders. You guys have it at the shop, right? We do. I think we got uh, three or four sizes or a bunch of the sizes. Um, yeah, I think it's they don't really have women's size. I think in those ones, it's just like small, tall and regular. Yeah, they, they're kind of what we refer to as like non male specific waiters i mean yeah yeah they'll fit anybody so yeah they're um, the classic fabric with they they use the h2no fabric pretty yeah, light they think it packs into like they pack into like uh something the size of the mic maybe slightly bigger than that yeah that's they're pretty great. awesome yeah. like because uh, like you know nowadays uh like fly fishing it's not just like you drive down to the river like some people like like, like if you're in california you Climb yeah. the Sierra Mountains or a here, lot of here in Canada for us, the Mogami, man. That'd be good to, to have for uh, for canoe camping. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, don't Pack take light. up a whole lot of weight. Uh, yeah, I pour and the rubber shoes, right? Yeah, they are. Neoprene. They're not neoprene. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think I've heard feedback about anybody who's had actual like hard use on them yet. Um, I think they're they they're fairly new. Like this winter, yeah, we've had so them for maybe I think less than a month. Now. If you fish winter, you wouldn't really. They're probably that. not. Yeah, and operators, you probably don't want them in the winter. <laughs> yeah, super but, minimalist uh, idea, kind of like the like, live simply kind of yeah mojo of Patagonia. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. And uh, I got some uh, Mike Borger kind of news. You guys remember when we talk about mm. we we talk about Mike Borger. Uh, because someone has filed a, um, uh, what's, what's that name again? Oh yeah. The, uh, freedom of information act uh, yes. oh, to yeah. know about his fishing spot because he released a video on YouTube about giant brook trout in Algonquin park. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he said, no, I will not tell you. And it was Algonquin park. It was in Algonquin park. Oh, it yeah. was a lake no in Algonquin It park. was a secret lake in Algonquin park. And then some guy filed a yeah Freedom of Information Act. I think it was like last year, and they said no. They they reach out to to Mike. They're like, what would we do? And said, well, don't tell him. And then he he has filed a, an appeal. So they it's fighting in court, almost basically fighting what? over knowing a fishing spot. That's crazy. Must have been a big broker. Yeah. Trying to get, I'm trying to get trip. some info from Mike. Uh, I called him today, but maybe next podcast I'll have more. So he called, he called him today. Any answer? Uh, no, no. Uh, I left a message, but he told me to call him. Rock and roll. So we will get some info. But on the CBC website, CBC is uh, 
the radio, uh, the like the newscasting of Canada if, for our American friend. You know, maybe they might not. And New Zealand, and New Zealand friends, and New Zealand, Australian, uh, yeah. worldwide friend. <laughs> CBC is our nationwide mm-hmm. newscast, and like, not just news, but whatever. Canadian Broadcast Corporation. Yeah, yeah, that's it. CBC. State funded. State funded. My taxes. Our taxes. Well, yeah. Filed my taxes this uh, weekend. Uh, Paid a lot. So hopefully CBC release really good, great content. I hope so. With our tax money. (laughs) Can't wait. Uh, So yeah. And uh, Mike, because he's a good sport, will not say who has made That is a good sport. It is a very good sport. I'm not very nice. I would totally say. Well, you're trying to find out who it is. I and and I will. Because Gab is our (laughs) in-house news journalist. Yes, I'm a investigative fly fishing journalist. (laughs) Self-proclaimed. Yes, you can laugh. It sounds as ridiculous as it really is. No, it's great. New LinkedIn (laughs) title. Yeah, in my new LinkedIn title. That's right. New LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, because Mike says he wouldn't say who that is because if we would know, we would be falling off our chairs. It would be big. So it is a fly fishing. uh, Not a fly fishing. I mean, fly fly fishers are cool. We wouldn't do that. And. I think that's my new sessions for this this time. This is fly fishing news with Gab. <laughs> that, was, that was awful. <laughs> I fucked up so bad. Here, so uh, Harry, we're talking a little bit about technical stuff when it comes to fly rods, um, in terms of just like grips and stuff like that. What about the when it comes to the I I don't know if you call it artistry, the craft behind it. Like craft, what's I, uh, I, I refer to it as I guess as aesthetics. Okay. Hmm. The more, I guess, yeah. Aesthetics. What kind of stuff does that entail? Um, Aesthetics. A lot of it's got to do with like color. You know, I do. I've done stuff where they had a purple reel, so I built the rod everything purple. I mean, the wood was purple. There was that is cool. Yeah, um, I should have mentioned. Um, <laughs> I do. I work with a lot of what we call stabilized wood. Which is sometimes it's dyed different colors. <clears throat> okay. Um, it's usually it's usually my best seller is like different dyed woods. Right. Um, you know, blue, red, purple, green, whatever have you. Sometimes there's uh, two different colors. Black and orange is one of my good ones. Black and blue, stuff like that. So, like I said, I was. I was and just to uh, clarify, you're talking about the real. Seat. I'm talking about just the real seat, the yeah. little piece of like yeah. the little two inch piece of wood. Yeah, that goes. What kind of wood do you use for that usually? Oh, geez, I probably have um, about two hundred different. Oh, woods. Nikes, man, that's a lot of wood. Yeah, yeah. over the years, um, I've just I've been collecting a, a pretty insane inventory of stuff. Um, I, I dye some stuff at home. I have, I, I super getting super nerdy with it. Is like, I've looked into how to dye and how to do some of that stuff. So I've dyed some stuff myself. You've already been doing that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been doing that for years now. Oh, crazy. Um, Sorry, how... Can I get a year total on how long you've been building rods for? Um, What's this? This is 2018? It's 2018. I started when I was in... When it was, what, 2010? Okay. Eight years. Eight-ish, nine-ish years, something like that. Um, Sweet. I did a couple of years worth of work for a different store. 
where I made just all of their real seats hmm. for their own, like their custom, they have a custom builder. I just made all the, 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 the real seats. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's cool. Do you, do you still do that a little bit? Like build parts for people who assemble their I own do. runs? I do. I will yeah. build parts for people who want to assemble their own stuff. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, even like... Oh, that's really, that's really cool. cool. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll really even cool. like... I've even done stuff where I'll make the whole handle. Yeah. Right? And then send it off in pieces and they glue it all up together. Huh. So you're the first person I've met with this skill, right? So have you been approached by anybody... You know, how often, as far as, like, as, far as, as far as someone like Sage coming up to me, up to you, and be like, "Hey, we would love." I mean, I know probably they're probably like mass produced, right? But like, has any other company approached you for your skill set? No, not really. But um, I've got a couple of friends who are who've been doing this a lot longer than me. Um, one of my friends has been doing this for about forty years, and he actually designed, uh, he designed a couple of rods for a company. You guys have heard of Okuma, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okuma. Um, yeah. From, he designed... Um, uh, Goku and Okuma. Street Fighter. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Street Fighter, Street Fighter was a right? fun game. Yeah. It was oh. a fun game. Um, back to Fisher. Tight reference. Back, yeah, yeah. Uh, back to Fisher. <laughs> um, yeah, so he was approached by Okuma. He did... He actually... They asked him to redesign one of the rods that didn't go so well the first time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, my other one of my other friends did all the designs... And he built the prototypes also for uh, something called King. You know, guys over like Kingpin reels. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Um, he did their float rod series. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, but I haven't yet. But I mean, people. A lot of people look at me at my age, and they're like, "You don't know anything." And then don't think twice about it. Yeah. Um, comes with the age, I guess. Sure. Whatever. So you've talked a little bit about bamboo. Is that something you want to get into? Like it's something that doing? down the road I would like to do. Basically, only bamboo. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. like there's a, a couple of my like people that I really respect and really look up to is um, Bob Clay and uh, the other ones James James Reed. Yeah, those guys like I know they got full time jobs obviously, but like they kind of just build only bamboo. They only do space stuff for the most part. They do yeah. a bunch of single hand stuff too, but like Clay only does single uh, bamboo stuff, mm-hmm. two handed. And that's kind of what I would want to do, like live in the shack in the middle of nowhere in BC or something, and then just build bamboo fly rods. Oh, wow. And fish for steelhead. And fish for steelhead. That'd be awesome. Um, Yeah, it's just, but there's a huge, whole, completely different learning curve to it. Okay. You know? Yeah, for sure, with bamboo, well, that's triangles and working with wood instead of fiberglass Yeah, and it's... Really not as as tricky as people make it because of the internet. Really, a big part of it. Right, you can learn to. You can learn stuff quick. There's um, a gathering. I call it the gathering, where every two years, yeah, basically anybody who's anybody in bamboo in Ontario, they all meet up in Fergus somewhere, mm-hmm. um, and they all for two days they come in, they shoot the shit, and they talk about bamboo. It's just called the gathering. It's called. And the, you have to wear like cloaks and. Yeah, I don't know if they wear cloaks, but yeah, to my knowledge, it's called. Bamboo Rod Builders Gathering or something, but they just call it the Gathering. Yeah, I love um, that. Yeah, yeah it's, very it's like, a bunch of guys who played a lot of Magic in high school. <laughs> it's it's very Illuminati. A little bit yeah. ominous, yeah, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, have you been to the Gathering? <laughs> the I, I hear you know what? I heard it's really cool. I wanted to go this year, but I was actually in the shop working. I was covering for Rob or something. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm gonna go. It's not next year. It's the year after. That's yeah, really it'll cool. Be in 2019. I'm gonna go in 2019. Yeah, for sure. Um. Well, Yelma was talking about getting a ten weight earlier. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. You were for Pike. What? How would you go about 
assessing a good rod for Yilma? Like, what? Do you, how do you go about well, deciding what how the rod? We'd start with where. What do you have now? What do you? What is your casting stroke? And then from there, we'll find you a blank that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything. I um I have an I have an eight weight and my casting stroke. Yeah, like you know, what kind of rods do you like to fish? Are you? A oh, I mean, super... it's, I'm three years in, so I'm still learning. I tried okay. the glass with Chris the other day, yeah. or not the other day, last summer, and I, you know, I didn't think, I've, I don't think it suited me as yet. Maybe yeah. when I get a little bit better in terms of casting. What's the but, rod you fish with? Mostly. Well, the eight weight's the Echo, right? And then it's the Fenwick in the summer for, for in spring for trout. And you like those. Fenwick's amazing, yeah. Fenwick is a five, six, six five or something. What the world, world class? Or? I can't remember. I think it's a faster action. What echo do you have? I can't remember. It's a boost. Maybe. I think it's a boost. Yeah, it's a boost. Yeah, because yeah. those okay. are pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. So it's quick. yeah the boost. It's quick. Yeah. yeah. Do you like quick rock? I do. Okay. Yeah. So well, there now you go. I do because I'm go. getting starting to get my. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. There okay. you go. So, so we found so your stroke is you like. He likes fast action rods. He likes your fast action rods. A lot of people like fast action rods. They're kind of. Becoming the standard. You like okay. slow action rods, you said. I like slow action rods. You're a fish bamboo? Uh, I have once. I didn't know enough about it at that time. Somebody handed me there. I was fishing the Grand River one time. Somebody mm-hmm. handed me there. I was like, here, try this for a cast, couple of casts. Yeah. I'm um, definitely like a medium fast kind of. Yeah. 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 That's my, that's my. I have one fiberglass rod. Yeah. But for the most part, it's, it's, uh, I like a medium fast rod for sure. So there we go. Okay, so step one, we've found you out found the out what kind of stuff. So now you can kind of narrow down. Like, okay, some of the sage stuff would be better suited for you. They make fast traction rods. Even a couple of the Hardies or the Loop, okay. um, but actually, not so much a Thomas and Thomas. Really? Not so much. Why? Yeah. Um, Thomas makes. I wouldn't say f- they're still f- considered fast action rods. But what I like to describe them to people is that they're more mellow. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're not as like. They're not as quick as the sage, but they're also they're, they're kind of a very weird, tricky kind of thing. Hard, really hard to describe because um, they're so unique, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But yeah, you you'd be better suited with something like a loop if you like a faster action rod. Okay. And then you'd, and then would we like? I mean, you say you want it for pike, but you would probably want to use it in the salt or be able to anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. that's what. Um, yeah. That's yeah. The advice that I got. Yeah, so you wait, well. would I mean, you be able to build me one? Because that's where I'm kind of taking this. Or is this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd be able to build me one, no problem. Because that's where I'm kind of trying to push it. <laughs> so you buy. I got you. You buy a loop. This is shopping with Yilma yeah. right now. We had news with Gab earlier. <laughs> Yilma's new segment. <laughs> Yilma's new segment. Shopping with Yilma. Yeah, yeah I, I'd definitely be able to build you one. Um, Do you buy just like you'll go buy the loop blank and then you'll just go from there? Yeah, or I can, or you know, we can get. Oh, I see. You go down to drift. Pick out a loop that you like. Yeah. Provided they make it in a blank, the guys will order it for you. And then when it comes, um, but then you can get all the custom stuff. Then you get all yeah, the. Custom. Then we get into the, the now that we have the 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 blank picked out. Like you know, yeah. not, you know, okay, this is what I like as far as action. Yeah. Um. Then we go into like purely just the aesthetic stuff. And also kind of the usability, because you were saying you've got really long fingers, right? Yeah, so long, you could yeah. change the grip. And sometimes, and to all those points, sometimes I get a little bit of. I don't yeah. know if it's carpal tunnel, but... But you'll get, like, fatigue and, and strain. Yeah, or right carpet the tunnel, knuckles. whatever it's called. Yeah. It was right here in the knuckles for me, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. This was when I was in high school. I'd skip class to fish eight hours. But you feel it either way when you're... Badass. You know, when you're using it. It's a badass reason. It's a badass thing. I think I've grown up... I skip you know, class to eat pizza. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, Me too. It didn't work out so well. Fishing's better. It is what it is. It didn't yeah. work out that well either. So uh, I, well, think, I think so. it's working out pretty well. You're on the so fly fishing podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when it comes um, to actual like uh, work part time at Drift Outfitters, is working out really good. Yeah, hell yeah. That's Drift how we met. Uh, that's right. Hey, you guys met okay. at Drift, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah more the first time. Also, we- it came in. Yeah, I don't think I was working there yet. You were a customer. Uh, I uh, yeah, I'm coming as a customer. But right before yeah, you sure. left for your trip. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was good. You know what? No, it was so, great. And we actually Harry and I got to go fishing a bunch last summer, and uh, yeah. which is awesome because I love nymphing and Harry loves dry flies, and that was cool. But anyway, going back to Yilma's rod here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we've got the blank picked out. We know aesthetics <laughs> is going to be a thing that we want to look at. He said something about purple earlier, so yeah, I'm. I, you know, I'm I, you need a real. I like I like unique looking things, colorful yeah. looking things. You know, it could be my Caribbean side, it could be my artistic side, whatever. I just like flashy. Yeah, yeah. You know. Why not have fun with it? Oh, what, have fun what with kind it. of what? What are you thinking here? I don't know. I mean. Uh, yeah, what could it like? I mean, he, yeah. if he's making a saltwater so rod, blue. you wouldn't use so wood. So fly blue. Um, so actually, blue. so I can use wood. Okay. Remember how I was talking about earlier about how you work with something called stabilized wood? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's basically so you can take any piece of wood, and it's infused. It's impregnated a hundred percent with an acrylic resin, so it looks like wood. It feels like wood, but actually, as far as like the composition is concerned, it's plastic. Oh. So Crazy. if you take it to the salt, um, where salt would corrode a traditional wood, mm-hmm. so in some cases, this stuff is, because it's plastic, it just holds up great. That's fucking That's rad. Great. So yeah. you can have a purple real seed Ooh. that'll last, you know, that'll last out in the salt. Okay. Um, yeah. Purple thread wraps? Purple thread wraps. You know, I've done, I've done all of crazy stuff. But, um, but yeah, even, um, I don't think I have a purple, but I've got all the other colors like blue, green, red cork as well. Okay, maybe so, you know, show me what you got, and then I'll yeah, and like you know, that's that's, that's where my the best way I tell everybody is the best way to do it is to come in, for, come into the shop, yeah, let's chat, come into my workshop, pick out a piece that you like as far as like the real seat goes, yeah, um, and we'll talk about some aesthetics as far as handles go, yeah, because it's true when I do fish in the winter, I'm always wearing glo- like gloves, right, and therefore it's a lot thicker and more comfortable, right? You know I mean, right, it's right, not right, as right. I don't feel the line as as, as much as I yeah, like to. Yeah, so with the thicker grips, you'll lose sensitivity. Right, it, the, mm. the feel gets muffled because of all the extra material. Right, there should be some sort of happy medium we can work. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll um, think about it. That's super cool. Cool. But, yeah, man. What kind that of rod? easy, folks? That's awesome. Yeah. What like uh, rods do you like building most? Like with somebody, if like? somebody like is it like someone like Yilma? You're like, oh, nice. I get to go from scratch, or is it like I love building spay rods? Mm. Or is it I love building single handers or love building or does it matter? I don't know if it matters. It used to matter a lot. I used to be when I started when I was first building a few rods. I used to love doing what we call rebuilds. Okay. Um, it's a big part of what I do is people will bring me a rod that's already built and they say, Look, I don't like it, it doesn't suit me. Can you take it apart? Um, you know, take off all the guides. That's crazy. That's a, like a Take lot of work. Take off the handles and stuff. That is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I, I, mm. yeah. Um, it's one of the things that over the years, uh, it's a big part of what makes me unique is that I will I, sp- I specialize in rebuilds. Huh. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I do probably, if I build 40 rods in a year, 15 to 20 of them are rebuilt 
It's a lot of older model discontinued stuff. It's like your pimp my rod with. Yeah, it's basically like <laughs> pimp my rod. Uh, pimp actually. my rod, man. Like um, I've actually yeah. already seen that movie once. I think that could be a cool <laughs> social segment. Pimp my rod. Pimp my rod. But yeah, that's that's the thing that I really like doing. I don't know why, but it's just <laughs> that's pretty sick. I like that. That'd be fun. Yeah. That's well, that's cool because you can give like you can you know like after a while you know cork you know degrades and you can give a second life to your favorite rod. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Or I've done stuff that was. Not to point anybody out, but I've taken stuff apart that was maybe not so well put together. There's a couple other builders out there, right? Um, Another builder would have built it, and the guy who ended up buying it was completely unimpressed. And he Mm was like, you know what? I hate it. It wasn't what I asked for. It's too flashy, or it's not flashy enough, or whatever the case may be. Can you take it apart and redo it? Mm. Um, But it's it's still one of the things that I like doing the most, I think, is... To answer your question, they're all always, it's rebuilds. I like doing rebuilds. Yeah. Cool. Um, That's awesome. And repairs, you say you do too. From time to time, I'll do repairs. Um, like my rods. Like all those rods. <laughs> yeah, I did a repair on your rod. I remember that. Because I've got like a, my like fav- a one of my favorite something. TFO rods. It's an eight weight TFO rod that I like. It's an awesome rod, but it cracked. One of the guides cracked, mm. like right at the right at the um, ferrule. Yeah. Mm. So I, if you could fix that, would be amazing. I could probably do that. Yeah. Um, one podcast, two new customers. <laughs> amazing you know that's kind of how it's built though yeah um just even in the shop like talking to people about something completely unrelated and they'll be like hey listen i happen to have a whatever the case may be they were on and then that's like all i was saying it kind of happened organically yeah yeah which is, my is that how you want to keep it you want to keep it kind of like that kind of thing or like i mean i don't i'm i'm more than like I'm, I'm, i don't know where rod building can really go aside from getting hired by a large company. Yeah, or... Yeah. Or getting huge because like if you look at companies like there's a net builder out in BC called he makes Rushton Nets. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, heard of them. He's yeah. like a wood, uh, beautiful nets and it's like I guess he started in BC probably pretty small and now yeah. he sold at least when I worked at Flow Panel Fly way back he his rods were in the store. We carried, or sorry, his, his nets. We yeah. carried three of his nets and they were really great. They sold for like two, three hundred bucks a pop. Cool. Yeah. Amazing quality. So you could, you could like, right? Yeah, I could, you know, the, the, I guess the ceiling in it is like, yeah. As having, much as you getting, yourself yeah, can like produce, getting hired right? as a designer yeah. or something. Oh, true. For a company. Yeah. Oh, right? that true. Yeah. Well, yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, or yeah, really, I don't do anything. Like I work on other people's stuff, right? I work on Sage Blanks and Thomas and Thomas and whatever else. So like, I don't have blanks per se that are my own. There's a, I say this because there's a couple of guys I know in the States, they have their own blanks. Really? Yeah. Like they have their own, it's fiberglass. A lot of it's fiberglass. So you can buy, um, unidirectional glass. They sell it. Hmm. You can buy it. Um, and so those guys have their own blanks, got mm-hmm. their name on them. Um, and yeah. Bronte custom blanks. That's Bronte cool. Creek. Yeah. Bronte Creek, Creek custom, custom blanks. blanks yeah. but, um, and then you can get really crazy with the, you can, I mean, you're literally making a rod, built to however you want it yeah um but it's that's like the ceiling right that's something that yeah um i don't think i want to do i don't want to go that far mm-hmm. i'm pretty i gotta say i'm pretty happy with the growth that i've experienced and where the level where i'm at as far as like volume goes mm-hmm. right you know it allows me to yeah i get a lot of work done or a good amount of work done in a year but it's still all unique custom built yeah. one at a time 
Which is awesome. It's great. Yeah, I mean, like, he's modded one of my rods and repaired a few other ones, and it's great. Yeah. It's great knowing you have, like, somebody you can count on. You know? Especially when yeah. it's when you know the service you're getting is, like, yeah. one-at-a-time attention. Yeah. I think it's really cool if you could fish with a rod that is built by you, that's got your own tech, you know, that's got the yeah. buyer's, like, specifications, and it's, like, their own aesthetic. That's, like, it's the reason we tie our own flies. Yeah. You know? And it's, Yeah. And also it's like one of those things that like, I mean, like I know my, for myself, like in my fly fishing life, it's probably something I'm not going to do myself. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I think it's a little bit more, I think, I think, is it easier than I think it is? It's a lot easier than you think okay. it is. Cause we were, I was talking back when Rob, um, Rob and I first kind of got chatting about it. He, we wanted to do like a weekend course. Oh yeah. Cause you can, that's a good idea. Like really I said, remember, cool. I, I remember I said, uh, you can buy them in kits, right? Where all you got to do is yeah. assemble the stuff. Right. That's what I did with the three-way. Yeah. Um, mm. And so we'd bring in whatever, four or five kits. The, whatever, $70, let's say, for a course or something. Yep. You pay for the materials. Um, and yeah. then five people max or six people max or something. And then we build them. We'll Dude, hell over yeah. the course of two days. Hell yeah. You know? I know people would be down for that. Come in, I like 75 bucks for the course. You walk out of it with your own nine foot five weight. Yeah. yeah. Or nine foot six weight or whatever. That's pretty rad. Do you just have like a thousand rods at home that you've built yourself? No. God, no. I But it looks like that some days I have. <laughs> I've got. How many rods do you have? At that home? Built? That you um, fish. That you like, that actively I fish, fish. I actually only have three rods that I fish. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, four rods. Okay, four rods. Okay, five. Okay, five. Okay, Okay, Um, I own a lot. I own a few more than that. Yeah. Just, you know, of course, it comes with course. The, it comes with the territory. Um, but I fish a nine, an eight, eight foot nine inch five weight Sage Circa. Yeah. Uh, eleven foot seven weight Thomas and Thomas DNA. Eleven. Eleven foot, foot seven, weight. seven weight. That's the switch rod. I love Thomas Thomas rods. They're. They're really nice. Um, They've got a 10 foot, two inch, two weight coming out. That's oh yeah. That's going to be sweet. Daddy wants. That's, yeah. nuts. I can see but why. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then I've got, uh, I've got a 13 foot, seven, eight weight St. Croix Legend, Legend Ultra, Legend Elite. Yeah. One of the old ones. Um, I bought that thing used for 200 bucks and I still think it's one of some of the best money I ever spent. Nice. Yeah. I freaking love that rod. Yeah. Um, and then I've got a float rod. Yeah. Well, I started to pay casting this year and yeah. one of the first times yeah, I went out was with this year. Mary. Yeah, one of the first times we went out. Uh, yeah. But oh. you had this cool 10 foot Oh yeah, that thing, right, right, right. For the that credit, thing. which was awesome because in some spots of the credit for people who haven't fished it, it gets kind of tight. Yeah. But not so tight that you wouldn't need it, uh, you know, a, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird speed cast. Yeah. as far as size goes that river where there's places where you can do it with a single hander. Yeah. But it's just big enough that you can do it comfortably yeah. with a spare rod and just easier with a spare rod. Was it a 10 foot? Six it's actually K? a Thomas and Thomas, uh, helix, one of their old blanks. Mm. And it's a 10 foot eight weight, mm. 10 foot eight weight that I built into a 10 foot. It translates roughly into about a six weight two hander. Yeah. So that's, okay. my, that's the fifth one, but I kind of retired it after I got the DNA Okay. this okay. year. Okay. It's like the last I That was a rad little, that was a cool little thing. But it was, uh, yeah. I really liked it. I built it years ago. I was 
years. It was one of my older rods. Yeah. It was and just so specific for around here. But it was, yeah, I built it exactly perfect. for the credit because yeah. it's yeah. it's short enough and the main reason I built it is short enough that I can take it underneath all of the bridges all the way down. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it'll spay cast. I cast a 45-foot head on it. I cast a Rio short head spay on it. And underneath all the bridges so you never have to really get out mm-hmm. and f- and pick up your swing downstream of the bridge you just work right through it yeah which is which a is rod nice. for a specific river but yeah. yeah that's that's yeah. getting back to like the why people come to me that's that's why i yeah. can do stuff like that yeah specific stuff mm-hmm. tailored tailored so made you can get your pike rod for Get your initials for on the there. for the yeah. Toronto oh, Islands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the Toronto done, Island Pike. I've done Pike, people's Pike initials. I've done yeah. people's names. Sofly logo. I did Sofly song logo. lyrics. Somebody I asked. Sofly logo. Somebody song asked. lyrics. Somebody what song? Was, what song? It was um, something about a truck. No, it was Drake's "I Need a One Dance." Oh my, oh my God, God, that's sick! <laughs> that's so much cooler than I thought. I, I was know. like, tragically hit for sure. Yeah, yeah. Know. you would have. Thought, I thought it was something right? about a truck in a farmer's field. I could have sworn. But yeah, that's a like truck. That's awesome. Harry, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. <laughs> no worries, guys. I'm happy to do it. Is there anything else? You, parting words? Anything you yeah, would like leave what to say? Uh, what do you want? Um, I would I would love it if it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't perceived as something so difficult because it's not. Yeah. You know, like I said, it's cheap. It takes you deeper into what you're already something, something you're already hopefully passionate about. Yeah. Which is, there you go, Gab. Um, yeah. Like, you know, for five hours, 10 hours of your time and maybe 50 bucks, 70 bucks, something like that. Not a, not that big an investment. Um, you can have something that you build and you can go catch fish with. So that sounds pretty I'd good love to me. see more people try it. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. And you got rid of your website, but you've got an Instagram channel. What's the handle? Oh, yeah. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Actually, go, even Google search it. I'm, it's going pretty big now. It's Brandy Creek Custom Rods. Awesome. Uh, Browning Creek Custom need. Rods. We'll post a link somewhere. We'll tag you. That's all good. Hell yeah. Thanks so much again for coming on the show. It was great. Thanks, guys. Uh, that's it for me, Mitch. Uh, Yelma? Bye, Harry. Oh, and people. Bye, Yelma and people. Aldo? Bye, Harry and people and internet. <laughs> and internet, yes, and internet. <laughs> Goodbye, the internet. Peace. Peace.